Hello and welcome to Untapped Magic. I'm Kat Northill. This podcast is all about having the conversations you'd have around the dinner table and asking how it is that successful individuals got to where they are today. This podcast aims to help you untap your magic within. Today I chat with a young woman who was sponsored in 2013 at age 14 to come to Magic Moments Youth Leadership and Business Summit by Bendigo Bank. And in the four short years after that, she was asked to be a board director for that same Bendigo Bank. She has since achieved the goals she set in high school and university and come back to Magic Moments every year as a leader, the inspiring Liv Dozel. Hi, Kat. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Now, I start every podcast asking the exact same question, mm-hmm. and that is, what has had the greatest impact on where you are today? That's a really good question. I really like that one, Kat. Um, I think I'm going to say my family has had the biggest impact on where I am today, especially like my dad and his values of being really hardworking and working for what you want. Um, That's really kind of instilled a sense of purpose within me about what I want to do in my life and how I want to build my life to make that happen. And they've always been there for me, so supportive. So I feel really where I am today is a huge credit to not just my immediate family, but my extended family too. Family is such an important part of, I think, if everybody's lives, whether they have a good relationship with them or not. So it's so inspiring to hear that, you know, especially your dad gave you so many skills, like how to be hardworking, mm-hmm. you know, setting goals and achieving them and, and really showing you how to do that. I'd love to talk about, you know, what, what were your goals? What did, you know, 14-year-old Liv have in store for her to now, you know, being 21, 22? How does that, how's that transpired for you? Yeah, that's a, yeah, another really good question, Kat. Um, I think when I was 14, I didn't really know too much about what I wanted to do. I think a lot of my goals were centred around school, um, doing well at school. And I think, honestly, that was as far forward as I'd really thought because the kind of world beyond school seemed a bit scary and it kind of still does seem a bit scary to be honest. (laughs) Nowadays that's kind of changed a bit as I'm finishing up university. My my studies are coming somewhat to an end for now um, and my goals are kind of now transitioning to my career and especially now as I start to think about, you know, I said before, like family is a really important part of my life. I'm starting to think, you know, 10, 15 years down the track when I start to create my own family, like what am I doing now to build my career, my future, my financial freedom for that family down the line? So I think my goals have become a little bit longer term, which makes sense. I've grown up um, and kind of shifted in how I go about things. It's not just for the sake of a mark anymore. It's more like what am I doing now to build um, my future? Do you think goal setting has been something that has been an integral part of your daily life? Yeah, I definitely think so. I'm, I kind of not in like the official formal way, perhaps like, you know, with the smart goals, I'm not, <laughs> not always onto those ones, but definitely like having a to-do list really keeps me on track and it's really important to my mental health. <laughs> um, I've got a lot of thoughts going on. So literally just writing a list um, for like the day, a week, the month is really important in terms of those smaller goals. And then I do have, yeah, those slightly longer term goals, you know, about my university marks. That's about a year long and then kind of those future ones. It really gives me a sense of purpose about why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. 
I, I'm the exact same and I have my daily planner, my monthly planner and, <laughs> and all that um, incredible good stuff. But I really want to, you came to a leadership camp at 14 and then you've come back every single year since. So seven years of coming to um, a leadership camp and having that environment to be around. But I want to really go, okay, at eight, at 19 you were when you got asked to be a board director. How did that feel? What was that like? Uh, it was pretty amazing. I had to have my parents explain kind of what it meant to be a board member because I didn't really understand what the role was to start with. Um, but it was really a fantastic feeling and really, it was felt really satisfying because it was like, I think I'm going to get the terminology right, like a closed circle, like a loop, you know, like I was coming back to where I'd started because this branch had sponsored me to go to this leadership camp, which had you know, the most fundamental effect on my life, as you would know, Kat. And then here I was being asked to step into a position where I could have that effect, like from the other side of the table and see what else we're doing in the community and give funds out and pro do projects. So it was really like really deeply satisfying to kind of come full circle that's the word I got it in the end um to that and then like in terms of my own professional and personal development it's it's been amazing really understanding what it means to be on a board that's incredible and you know as you said you make time every year to come back to magic moments and but also as you said you went full circle to now be on a board why is giving back and why is you know volunteering and being part of a community like that so important to you I kind of think there's two parts to that. I think firstly, it's, I really love being involved and I love like I, you know, come to magic moments, um, do the work on the board and also volunteer with girl guides. And it, it's just really, really fantastic to be surrounded by such amazing people and such fantastic other volunteers and learning different skills and being involved and just seeing what's going on in the community and then the second part, I think, is because I've experienced people's time and their volunteer effort. And that has had such a huge impact on my life that I just, like, it's an honour to be able to do that for someone else. It's an honour to be able to give back. But it's also an honour to be able to be alongside you giving back because you are such a... <laughs> I don't even know how to describe watching you as a leader, but it's so incredible just to see like, you're so like lighthearted and like, you know, it, water off a duck's back, I think is the saying. Cause it's just like, whatever comes your way, you're just like, oh, I'll just move forward. I love and that you say that Kat, because like I was not like that before Magic Moments. So literally kind of learning to go with the flow was such a huge part of what I learned from Magic Moments. So that's nice to see that it's, I am um, giving off that. <laughs> <laughs> very very calm and responsible and all that sort of you know incredible stuff what has it been like being a so you were appointed as part of the board in 2017 and now it's 2020 what has those three years been like growing into that role it's been a really huge learning curve that's for sure um, I've been really really lucky that the board members that um, are on the board as well are really fantastic so they understand that I don't have the same kind of experience that they do, but I bring a different kind of experience and different kind of skills. And it's been fantastic to be mentored by them to like, literally they're so open. I can ask anything. So it's really been such a huge part of my learning and my professional growth. Um, it's also been awesome to like, cause then I took over the role of coordinating the sponsorships for magic moments and 
literally being in a position where I can, you know, give more of magic moments to our community and bring more students along has been like, honestly, the biggest honor. So it's just really been something so special to me that, yeah, I often struggle to put into words. <laughs> Which is totally understandable. And it really sounds like that, you know, stepping into those roles that scare you and stepping out of your comfort zone mm. and being, you know, you said you had to ask your parents what it really involved yeah. and stuff like that. But they sound like they've been the biggest learning curve for you. Would you say to other people to do that sort of thing, to step out into what is scary for them? Definitely. Like it is, it's hard to do because it's scary and our body's saying like, no, don't do this because, you know, your heart's beating really fast or you're sweating like this, something must be wrong. But really like it's those moments that you grow the most and when you're out of your comfort zone, I mean, when you step through here, we know that when you're out of your comfort zone, you grow and that's where you experience new things and you get to really, really thrive. Um, it is scary. It takes me a lot of courage, um, but it is so, so worth it. And I think if you can even just take little steps, it is, it's going to be really beneficial to you. You're right. Having the courage to stand, to step into what is scary is really, mm. really important mm. in your growth. And I would love to... To, for you to think back to what you would say to 14-year-old Liv, if you were to write a letter to 14-year-old Liv, what would you say? I would say, like, I would start with something like, okay, just take a breath. Like, let's start working on this stress management now because you don't need to be as scared of life as you are. I think I was really, especially before Magic Moments, just scared of so many things and really, really let fear hold me back. And I just kind of say like, hey, let's take a breath. Like, you don't take life so seriously. Let's just start experiencing things and really, you know, get comfortable in who you are because you're actually an awesome person. So <laughs> I think it would start something like that. Yeah. You are correct. You are an awesome person. <laughs> and you're right. There's so many young people and, and people in general in the world that are letting fear hold mm. them back and letting that what somebody else says or anything like that stop them from doing what they love. And mm. I really want to know what is it that you love and what is it that you love doing? I feel like I love lots of things and I love that about myself. I think I, what I really, really love is working with others or just, yeah, being in a group, being in a community and working towards a collective goal. Cause when I think about the different things that I'm involved in, it's the ones like Girl Guides where I'm working with young girls and we're like making like knots out of jelly snakes or like, <laughs> you know, like that kind of stuff that it's just you're working with others and it just brings me so much joy to be connected to others, which is kind of interesting because I'm an introvert. So naturally it's kind of, I really need that time to rest, but I think what brings me joy is working with others. Yeah. What in whatever capacity it's kind of tended to be youth focused in a lot of my volunteer work, but I just think, yeah, people are great and uh, <laughs> I love being around them. <laughs> it's incredible because I know and I'm friends with a lot of introverts as mm. me being the definition of an extrovert. <laughs> and I love that you <laughs> – yeah, totally not. <laughs> I love that you sort of – you said, you know, I am an introvert and I know I need to rest and sort of that thing. And I know a lot of people would let that get them back and let that – their introvertedness go okay well actually I can't do this then or I can't go on a five-day camp because it's going to be full on for five days but you you've sort of gone okay well I'm going to do it because I know I'll love it in that moment and then I'll just need to take time after rest is so important and sort of 
what do you think is the most important part of, you know, being out and then coming back to being, to resting and letting your body heal? Uh, I love that question, especially in the 2020 context, Kat, because I feel like, like learning to rest has been the biggest part of this year for me. Yeah, this is kind of like a recent thing that I've come to learn about myself is that I definitely can be surrounded by people so long as I make that time to rest for myself afterwards. And then if I don't, it's, well, I suppose that's how I learned about it because when you don't do that is when you really struggle to give back to others or connect with others because if my cup is low, then I can't, I can't, you can't keep giving if your cup is empty. So I think that's, as I said before, like 2020 has been a really, really important part of my life in learning how to rest and how I rest best um, and really making sure I set those boundaries so that I can fill my own cup before I can go out and give to others. Yeah, giving from that overflow of your cup is so important and so you're not depleting your own needs. And yeah, I love that you spoke about like 2020 has been such a, a hectic year. Mm. What has 2020 been like for you? In all honesty, it's not actually been too bad for me and that kind of you know you see how bad other people have it and I really do feel I really like feel other people's kind of emotions in that like empath way um so aside from taking on other people's you know losses and grief and all of that my own circumstances have been pretty okay I've really actually thrived studying online that's worked out really well I've spent so much more time probably too much time with my family but more quality time with my family um I've been able to start baking more um learning to cook some things before I just didn't like cooking because it was took up too much time well now I have time (laughs) so I've been cooking and I've been reading more. I've started doing yoga. So this is really, as we were talking before about rest, not only have I learned is the importance of rest, but also like how I rest best, which isn't necessarily like a bubble bath and a face mask. That doesn't work for me. For me, it's just like chilling out, reading, doing some yoga. I finally started to understand that part of myself a lot more. I love that. I love yeah. that so much. <laughs> You're right. Rest and and recovery look so different for every for mm. everybody. Some people might just be take a nap the next day, <laughs> where some people it is bubble baths. And but as someone who's newly found cooking, what is your favourite thing to cook? Oh, oh, well, still very limited repertoire, cat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really liked making this pasta bake that I made because it was nice and easy. And also it tasted delicious because there was so much cheese on it. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to go with that one. And I can't actually think of the other things, but I've definitely cooked other things. I can promise that. (laughs) I love that. Pasta bake's incredible. Pasta bake's underrated, I reckon. I think so. Yeah. It's so simple yet so good. It's like, of course, like pasta's good in general, but then once you add melted cheese on it. What more could you ask for? (laughs) Not a lot. I don't think. I don't think so. (laughs) Maybe a warm hug. Like they, those yeah. go hand in hand, I reckon. I think so. Pasta and a warm hug. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh, what a year it's been. Yeah. What, you know, you spoke about thinking about, you know, your future and stuff like that. And what does your future hold, do you think, in the next one, two, three years? <laughs> well, probably in the next uh, one to three years, it's going to be pretty intense work. I've got a, a job lined up in an accounting firm um, and I'll be starting to study my professional accounting 
uh, accreditation. So the next three years in particular are probably going to be quite intense as I get used to that. Um, but I'm really, really looking forward to that next stage of my, of my life, like, you know, becoming a professional and starting my career. I am a bit apprehensive, um, but as we said before, you know, stepping outside of your comfort zone is where that growth is. So I am excited for it in that sense. I think you're going to just excel in that, in that next sort of stage in your life because every other stage you've just, you know, tick, 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 done so well. Um, and I can't wait to see what, what Live the Accountant looks like. <laughs> and, I, and I say that with pure love because I just I know. know that it's going to be the most incredible growth period for you, but also to know that, like, you'll be beating stereotypes of the typical mm. accountant. Yes. <laughs> I get so many, like, every time I tell people that's what I'm studying, like, oh, boring, like, oh, okay. But, like, to me, I love it. And I I said, I say this to friends, like, I'm going to be a fun accountant, guys. Like, you don't have to worry. It's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the fun accountant. I love yeah. that. I should get business cards for that printed. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you been asked in this that do you like maths? Uh, yeah, pretty much all the time. And my answer is, like, um well not really I've never like maths at school was never like fun it's just you did it and I think accounting is it is maths based but like you're using you're using excel or you're using a calculator to do that kind of maths and you just kind of need to understand what the numbers mean and that's what I really like about it I remember in high school I went to a university open day and the accounting faculty had their lecture about the accounting degree and one of the professors said that accounting is the language of business and I just love that because it's so true it's like you need to understand what the numbers mean what story are they telling what's happened and you can figure that out by looking at the numbers and that's what I really like about it the maths is kind of cool when it adds up and it's logical but it's the other stuff that goes along with it that I really like yeah, I think there's so many stereotypes that people have about certain degrees and certain careers and stuff like that. And I think accounting's one of them. And that's why I wanted to ask the, do you like maths thing? Um, because I think it's one of those stereotypes like, oh, you have to love maths to do accounting. Yeah. Or you have to be boring or yeah. anything like that. Um, I think I kind of uh, crossed both of those uh, boxes out for anyone who's wondering. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You make accounting fun and, and sort of make it more interesting. Mm. Um, and I love that you touched on the language of business mm. because you're right in the sense that there's so many things that people don't understand about certain things. And you're right. A lot of people wouldn't look at it like, oh, accounting's a language of business, but it's an incredible way of saying it. You know, is business something that's important to you? And do you think that's something that you will pursue in the future? Definitely. I've always been drawn to the kind of corporate business world. Yes, I'm, I'm starting out in professional services to give me a, a good idea of like all the different firms out there and all the different businesses and how everything works so that I can kind of take that knowledge forward and decide what I want to do next. But I really do see like staying in business as part of my future, whether that be a part of a firm or starting my own business. But then also like I love teaching. So I always have in the back of my mind that I might return to teaching, like return go head towards teaching in the future um yeah I have a lot of ideas <laughs> I love that you, you can't narrow your your end goal too much inviting that you you're sort of are so open to as you said letting the, like go with the flow is something that's something that you said you really needed to work on when you were younger mm, 
100%. You know, as we sort of spoke about that, you know, accounting, especially accounting is something that not a lot of people go into or want to go into. And I'd love for you to touch base on what would you say to a young person who's thinking about it, but that, that negative influence of people saying stuff is coming on board? Well, I think, yeah, there's definitely will be those people with those opinions, but they're, they're going to need an accountant anyway. Like at some point in their life, they're going to need one. And also the people at the firm that I am going to work for, I did an internship with them in um, January. They're like the opposite of the stereotypes. They're so much fun. They're fantastic, like people, people, you know, they've got great interpersonal skills. They're really, it's a fantastic team. And honestly, from all the kind of accounting firms that I've had interactions with over my time at university through different clubs and societies, like they're all like that. You've got to have good people skills to work in accounting because you've got to talk to people who don't understand what the numbers mean and you have to be able to almost interpret it like between the person and the numbers. So yes, there's that stereotype and there's probably people out there that have, you know, made that stereotype true, but I don't think it's reflective of all the accountants out there and definitely not the the lots that I have met. <laughs> or all the stories don't stereotype. Yes, I think so. <laughs> it's a good moral of any story. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And I love that because, you know, you're speaking about from firsthand experience, like how you've had these incredible experiences with accountants and stuff like that. But I think that's like with any career that a lot of people have really negative stereotypes. There's so many. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that you're like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to crush those stereotypes yeah. and prove, you, prove wrong. <laughs> Everyone in my circle will not have that, uh, know that stereotype of accountants when I'm done with them. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Why would we? <laughs> <laughs> Good. It's already working then, Kat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's something that's so intriguing to me. When I first started university, I studied town planning. It wasn't mm-hmm. for me, but it was one of those things that people were like, what's that? Or I didn't understand that. And, and I think that's a really important role that not a lot of people realise is that sometimes you have to take on the burden of other people's thoughts and processes, especially around what you're choosing to do as a future. Yeah, definitely. I think um, people have lots of opinions about can have lots of opinions about your own life. And I think at times that can be really, really challenging to put aside and kind of work out what's going on in your own head and not let that affect your judgment. Because, I mean, people might have good points and there will be things to consider that they bring up and you haven't thought of, but I do think that's that's very challenging. Mm. Yeah, if it's something that you're passionate about and knows right for you, it's right for you exactly. and no one can sway you otherwise. Mm. I really want to sort of talk about switch back to when you were speaking about what you would tell your 14 year old self Mm -hmm. and it was about you know stress management and you know don't let fear hold you back and all of that sort of stuff and I'd love for you to talk about from your own point of view reflection of how much you've grown in the last you know seven years wow yeah uh, a lot (laughs) to start simply um I think Magic Moments has been a really integral part of that growth as well because not only did it introduce me to so many different skills, different ways of thinking that I'd never thought of before and then surrounded me with people who really got that and could support me, but then it gave me the opportunity to practice those skills as a youth leader, as a leader, as a youth coach and come back and support other young people on that journey. So I think my confidence is one of the biggest things that has that I've grown over the last seven years. 
I'm still, I wouldn't describe myself as an overly confident person, but just kind of more so in like confidence in myself and my abilities, which was something I used to doubt myself quite a lot. And I definitely still do at times, but it's kind of more of that, that understanding that, okay, it's okay to have doubts, but that doesn't mean I can't do it. And that doesn't mean that I can't improve my skills to do it or seek out mentorship or whatnot. I think just kind of having that deep seated belief in myself and that really deep understanding that like everything will be okay so no matter what's going on in my head like deep down it's like it will work out and I'll be okay and I think that's been one of the biggest things that really over the last seven years that I've developed and yeah come to realize I think that's something that's so important and a lot of young people don't realize they're they're in a moment or not even just young people, but people are stuck in this moment of, of bad. I say that in quotation marks or something that's really tough. And they sort of go, well, how am I going to get through this? But they don't realize that, you know, that's, that's something that's going to be so integral and part of their learning. And so part of their growth as a human being. Yeah, definitely. There's um, one phrase sticks with me on that topic is Heather Yellen's this too shall pass. And in hard times, I just kind of, there close my eyes go okay like this too shall pass because it's true and I think it's especially hard for young people because you're you're young literally you've only had you know x amount of years on the planet and not necessarily gone through other challenges or experiences like that you don't necessarily have that to draw upon to say okay well I did that and I coped therefore I can do this and cope whereas not saying it adults don't because they definitely definitely those that struggle but as you get older you go through these experiences and challenges and then you can draw upon that strength as you go forward do you draw upon the strength that you've learned in those hard times Mm. i think that's something that we can get really in a negative spiral of being you know i'm at rock bottom but Mm. a lot of people don't realize that what's beyond that hard time those hard things will teach you extremely extremely valuable lessons that you will call on throughout your life Definitely. Um, that reminds me of a book that I'm halfway through reading called The Happiness Trap. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Um, it's about this like kind of psychology. Um, yeah, it's about psychology. And one of the parts that stuck with me is that to have the wonderful things we want in life and, and the things that give us like really deep-seated, you know, satisfaction and pleasure, like having a family, for example, you don't get to those things and you don't get to experience them without the highs and lows. So you can't expect to just like the things that make us happy, the superficial ones aren't really the ones that give us that deep seated satisfaction. And those ones, it comes with a whole load of different feelings and grief and sadness, elatement, joy, but you know, stress, like it comes with everything. And that's just life. It is an up and down and you don't get to experience the highs unless you experience the lows. So Mm. Yeah, exactly. I can't. Uh, what's the saying that you can't know the light unless you've seen the darkness? Mm, you yeah. can't appreciate the light unless you've seen the darkness. And I think that's so true. What you're saying that yep. you're you're right, and that there's this deep satisfaction that once you've you've hit a goal, but it's those those little bumps in the road that along the way that ultimately make that goal even more mm. incredible when you get to it. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm re- in reflecting on this conversation. It's, it's so incredible to see your growth externally and to see you reflect on your growth too. Mm. And I think that's something that a lot of people need to, to do more often is, is reflect personally on your, on your life 
because uh, other people do it for you. Like, oh, yeah. you've grown up so much. <laughs> but in you reflecting on it, it's so incredible to hear that you're so proud of, you know, the live you've become. Mm. My birthday last week, this week, last this week, sorry, gosh, it's been <laughs> a long week. It was my birthday earlier this week, and I always find that it's like I get really reflective around my birthday. Like I'm quite a sentimental person, so I'm like, yeah, I'm like leaving that age behind. Like I will never be that age again. Like, and now I'm becoming this age, and I really like think. So I think the last two weeks, I've really been thinking a lot about you know where I've been in the last year and in the last few years, and yeah, I know not a lot of people like reflecting but it's so important it is so important to acknowledge where you've been what you've gone through and where you are now and you know give you a basis to look forward and say well what's next and then when you get to what's next you can look back at now and yeah I think it's a really really important part of personal growth I also had my my birthday in lockdown and it was I was the same because you yeah it was typical me very (laughs) colourful But I think that's also been something that I found this year too. It's been a really big reflection point mm-hmm. of, you know, okay, I can't be out physically in the world right now, but how can I be out in this world in a way that still aligns with who I am, even though I can't do what I would normally do? Mm-hmm. And that's a good point that you've made there, like reflecting on your birthdays. I think that's an important thing too. You need to reflect on your birthdays because, yeah. you know, you're never going to be 16, 17, 18 ever again. and. No. The years flash by. They do. And the older you get, the quicker they come. I feel so old when I say that, but it's really true. <laughs> I was literally saying the other day to somebody that my nan used to say that to me all the time when I was a kid. She's like, when you get older, everything's get, the year's going to go by quicker and quicker. And I thought she was talking so much crap. Yeah. I really did. And then it's just gone, especially since school's over. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, remember when school holidays, like the two-week school holidays felt like forever? Yep, yep, no, no, not anymore. <laughs> My English teacher had a theory on this. I remember at year 11, we were watching Donnie Darko, but for whatever, I think there is like the theme of time in there. I don't know why we're talking about it. Anyway, um, and he was saying when he was in school, like double English used to go, you know, used to feel like it went forever. And then as a teacher now, it feels like, you know, it goes like that. And he was saying like, you know, when you're 16, <laughs> One year of your life is only one sixteenth, whereas when you're 30, a year of your life is one thirtieth. Therefore, it is literally less time <laughs> in, wow. what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's on the tip of my tongue, in like comparison to the rest of your life. So like perhaps time feels quicker because you've experienced more. Yeah, I know. I just, I still remember that class. It was like one of the portables outside. I can like picture it so vividly because my mind was blown. <laughs> I'm sitting here like absolutely gobsmacked because <laughs> that is just absolutely blown my mind because it's it it seems so like accurate. It. Yeah, it is. I don't know oh if it's like gosh. true or not, but like it seems pretty legit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whether we can really measure time. I think that's one of those things we'll probably never know. Yeah, but I think your English teacher might be onto something. I think so too. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. so funny. Yep. There you go. Wow. I'm just, I'm completely gobsmacked. Yeah. You're having a moment. That's okay. Have your moment. Let it, let it process. (laughs) It's not often I'm speechless. It's very rare. (laughs) Wow. That feels like a big honor then. Like I've made cats speechless. Like, whoa, this needs to go on my list. (laughs) I've obviously said something very profound. (laughs) 
Wow. That's it. That's just, oh, I've completely just, my brain's just in like shambles right now. That's incredible. And that's, oh my gosh, I'm going to go, I'm going to call my mum after this and be like, mum, guess what? <laughs> Let me know what she says. I'll be interested to hear. I feel like that's part of, part of adult, adulthood now, that stuff that I didn't realise was a thing, like calling mum is now so exciting. Yeah. And calling your mum used to be a task when you were a kid. Yep. <laughs> Or like buying rugs and stuff like that. Yeah. So exciting. I know. Like you just find yourself like, I'm not even out of home yet. And I'm already like, you know, like that vacuum looks really cool. And I'm like, come on, I'm 22. Like let's turn <laughs> it down with the vacuum. Oh my gosh. I got a new vacuum the other week. Oh. And honestly, my partner's like, do I need to send you to like the AA for vacuums? Because I'm like addicted to vacuuming. <laughs> it's kind of like a productive productive problem to have though isn't it like at least you're not going to have any dust around it's going to be really clean it kind of seems quite a useful uh obsession yeah i know i'm 21 and i'm addicted to vacuuming yeah um, i need to go on my strange addictions but you're right in the sense that as you get older these things that you thought were your parents did were just bonkers and mm-hmm. now you're in that space you're like this is so cool oh <laughs> yeah and I'm one to like, I really get excited. Like if I'm excited about something, like I, I just, like, I feel like I've, I came up with a word for it recently. It's like, I, oh, that's it. I like to explain. I like to experience the full range of my emotions. Like when I'm sad, like I just want to feel really sad. But when I'm happy or when I'm excited about a vacuum cleaner, like I am excited about it. And I will tell whoever's there how excited I am about it. <laughs> I think that's a really important thing that I've also learned in getting older is that, you know, you should really feel those, that range of emotions. You know, I was watching a TV show with my partner the other day and I cried for about two hours after because we'd watched seven seasons of it over lockdown and this couple finally got together. I was very excited. Exactly. And I was crying for like two hours after and he's like, you know, he's like, in that time we've been together, he's like, you know, I, you're never this cry when we first got together. And I think that's such an integral thing that I've learned in like the last sort of year, year and a half is that it's okay to feel your emotions mm. and to feel them really deeply. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's so needed as well. Like, you know, for me, if I'm feeling sad and I try to push that aside, the sadness just sits with me longer. It sits with me until I let myself feel it and until I accept it and don't judge myself for feeling that feeling. And it's only kind of then that I can move on to the next um, whatever emotion is next. Yeah. Exactly. Feel it and, and properly feel it. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you can, you know, push it aside because you're not just sort of, I think too often, especially as young people, we're just told to just, okay, get on with it, get over it, mm-hmm. you know, get up. But that's not, that's not productive. No, it doesn't kind of, if you can't acknowledge it, accept it and sit with it for, you know, whatever time you need to, you can't, I just, I, I personally can't move on if I do that. It just, I can get on with it, you know, saying that in quotation marks, but it, it's not, it's uncomfortable and the emotion is sitting there at the back of my, I was going to say mind, but that feels wrong, the back of my heart. That feels more appropriate. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's important in, in also you can move forward with your actions properly. I think it's part mm. of it too. Like a lot of people are like, oh, you've been, you've been upset for three, four hours. And it's like, yeah, because I'm still going through these emotions. Mm-hmm. But then when you move forward, you're not having the lens of sadness or the lens yeah. of something else when you're acting in another way, yes. which is what you would do if you were, if you were still in that emotion. 
definitely. Yeah. Mm. I love that. And I, I really want to end on a lighter note. <laughs> and, and that is thinking back on your life or yep. 22 years, what is a time in your life that you've laughed the most? I love that question too. You've asked really good questions today, Kat. Thank um, you. <laughs> I think, well, there's, there's a few, but I'm gonna, I'll pick this one. Um, it was at Magic Moments a couple of years ago. Um, the beautiful Heather Miller had been showing everyone her kindness hub cards. And uh, there'd been this particular one that I thought was a really good pun about a, about a can called Jeff. And I didn't have the card on me when I was downstairs talking to the other leaders. Um, so I was trying to explain it to one of the other leaders, Kiana. I was trying to explain what it said on this tin can, but saying it to her. <laughs> I was trying to explain to Kiana what was on this card. And I ended up pretty much saying to her, like, you're a tin can because I, I remembered the pun wrong, couldn't remember it. Anyway, you know, we're on a few hours sleep. Everything is a little bit more heightened. It just turned out to be the funniest thing ever because I could not explain what I was trying to say. She didn't understand why I was calling her a tin can because she hadn't seen these cards yet. So she's just like, what is going on? Next minute, like we're on the floor laughing so much. We can't speak. The cleaners are like, we need to, you know, dust the floor, but we can't move because we're laughing so much. Um, it's just, yeah, it was a really good moment because then we became so close and she's still now one of my closest friends. So <laughs> just from uh, not remembering something right and still trying to explain it to someone, I then made one of my closest friends. Oh, I love that so much. I didn't know that that's how you guys formed such a beautiful yep. friendship. Yep. I yep. love that so I much because we've. I think we've all been in that moment where we we're like trying to explain something mm -hmm. and we just butcher it. Yeah, it's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh you're a tin can wow yeah. I love that so that's now a nickname for each other and I've definitely given her like a you know you can buy like random socks in you know what it was like in a can it was like a soup soup socks in a can or something it looked like a can of soup but there were soup socks inside it so there's, there's a lot of material to go off uh with this tin can business so a big thank you to heather miller uh for <laughs> being the kind of inspiration to the start of our friendship i can't get over which i love that the, the tin can this is just going to be ongoing you need to get like um like those socks that have the writing on the bottom that say you're a tin can so when she's got her feet up Genius. Well, her birthday is in November, so this is a very plausible gift idea. <laughs> Kiana, if you're listening, pretend you didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah. Kiana, you're not listening. <laughs> Liv, thank you so much for chatting with me. And I am so blessed to know you and to see, to have seen your growth in these last few years and to be able to know that there's young women out there who are willing to roll with the punches and who are willing to speak up and be a positive influence for other young women is so incredible. And yeah, just thank you so much for being here. Oh, well, thank you so much for wanting to chat to me. It's honestly been so lovely. I, I love everything about you, Kat. It really is an honor to work alongside you at camp. Um, and then you know, still get to chat to you in everyday life. But yeah, this has been really lovely. I feel all like, you know, bubbly probably in like can't even put my words together I feel so happy <laughs> oh I love that I hope we can make your you know your day in lockdown a little bit better definitely definitely I'll be smiling for the rest of the day <laughs> oh I love that thank you so much Liv <laughs>
This podcast is proudly brought to you by Magic Moments Foundation.